Let's take some time in the Bible as we listen to the Holy Spirit and have um, our lives shaped by the Lordship of Christ. So let's pray first. Holy Spirit, would you just open the Scriptures to us and would you allow our hearts right now, uh, will we bring our hearts right now to what you're wanting to do in our lives to make the goodness of God greater, the Lordship of Christ brighter, and the power of your presence in our lives for, um, for our joy and for the sake of our world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Recently, over the last few weeks here at PRV, we've been talking in this whole area and teaching into this whole area of living the life of the Spirit. And last week, if you tuned in, you would have heard this great little testimony from Stephen and Lisa Brown and how in their life the presence of the Holy Spirit has swept them up into this great adventure of following Jesus as Lord. If you haven't had a chance, I really want to encourage you, go back and have a listen to that. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. But in this season of the Christian calendar, we're celebrating the person of the Holy Spirit. He's being poured out on all flesh of all generations, all ages, and that this is in a sense a fulfillment of God's promise of what was going to happen way back in the Garden of Eden, where people walked with God in the presence of God every day. No separation, no sin, no barriers. And now, with the outpouring of the Spirit, there's this promise from God to say, I'm overcoming everything now with my Spirit through my Son's life, death and resurrection to bring about a whole new way of life for people to live, just like I've always intended it. But today, as we think about the life of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit, I want us to take a little bit of time to just think about how has the Holy Spirit invited you and invited me to continue to grow in fruitfulness in the season that we've been walking in, uh, where everyone's been having to live in this COVID-19 reality. I want us to take time to ask ourselves the question, where can I identify and see that I've partnered with the Holy Spirit? Or where can I see where I've actually resisted the invitations of the Holy Spirit to bring me into greater maturity in this season? This season has been like any, none other. We've all been drawn into greater levels of invitation from God because of our circumstances. We've been drawn to invitations with greater intimacy and in, his, in, in our relationship with him. And right now, we're inviting ourselves this morning just to take a little bit of time to consider where has the Holy Spirit been at work in me, growing me up? Now, when I'm talking about maturity... I'm talking about where can we see the effect of the Holy Spirit flowing into all of the sectors of our life, seeking to bring them alive in Jesus. What I'm not talking about is becoming full of more information and full of more head knowledge and in, so, in some way becoming more arrogant or judgmental. What I am saying is, 
where is the Holy Spirit bringing you alive to Jesus in this season? John Ortberg in his book, Soul Keeping, it's a great read. You should get it. It's one that I take off the shelf quite regularly and refer back to often. But he asks Dallas Willard, this kind of Christian um, guru, he asks him this question. He says, what do I need to do to experience greater levels of spiritual growth? And Willard replies, he says, you must arrange your days so that you are experiencing deep contentment, joy and confidence in your everyday life with God. So the big question is, how is your everyday life? Not someone else's life that you wish you were living, but how is your everyday life? How is my everyday life? Can we say, like Willard, that it is a life that's with God? Can we say it's one full of confidence, full of joy, and full of contentment? Willard is really pressing in on a truth here. And that truth is we're invited to walk life with God. Now, I want you to grab your Bible because I think Paul has some really helpful um, words here to encourage us in this journey of the Holy Spirit, bringing us alive to Jesus in our everyday life. And it's in Galatians Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to read in a moment from verse 13. And this part of his writing is titled, Life by the Holy Spirit. Just to give you a bit of framework of what's going on here for Paul and why he's writing. Uh, a little earlier than this writing, Paul had been through this whole region of Galatia and he'd preached the good news of the kingdom of God in Jesus with signs and wonders following and the spirit was moving and people were giving their lives to Jesus as Lord and King. Now, a number of people that were giving their lives to Jesus were both Jewish people and what you would call Gentile people, people who were not of the Jewish nation. And they were giving their lives to Jesus as they heard Paul preaching, and they were now beginning the journey of what does it mean for us as Jews and Gentiles who've met Jesus to now walk life together as this new community in the earth that lives underneath the Holy Spirit. God was doing a radical work here with this community and it wasn't without struggle. They had to learn a lot. They had to be gracious to each other a lot and they had loads to navigate. Now, after Paul had left the scene, because he was on mission, and he'd gone to other parts of the region in his quest to share Jesus with other people, there were some other teachers that came in behind Paul. Now, these teachers that came in behind Paul were from sort of a Jewish quarter, and they started to teach that if anyone was going to come into relationship with Jesus and the Christian community, they should adhere to the Old Testament requirement of the Jewish law and be circumcised. 
And this was starting to gain ground in certain parts of the Christian church. But at the same time, it was fracturing the community because the Gentile people were like, this doesn't seem right to us. So Paul writes this letter to the Galatians. And it's in response to all of that that's going on. He appeals to them and he says, all that matters is faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. Nothing more nothing less and the Holy Spirit will be upon you and in you and he will testify to you and through you of God's love for all people. So Paul gives this wonderful bit of teaching about the freedom of belonging to Jesus and the fruit of the Holy Spirit and that it's a life free from the power of sin, free from condemnation, free from a guilty conscience and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So this is where we pick it up. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through to 26. Paul says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit let's keep in step with the spirit and let's not become conceited provoking and envying each other pretty full-on piece of advice there from Paul but he's really talking about the journey of when our heart becomes alive to God and set free by the Spirit and now begins to learn to live from the inside out touching every part of our life remember that question that Ortberg asked Willard what do I need to do to experience greater levels of spiritual growth well I think Paul helps us here Paul, he, he says these few things. Firstly, he says, walk by the Spirit. In other words, that word that he uses, walk, it means it's this, let your life be regulated by this opportunity that God is extending to you 
to let your life be led by his life. Walk by the regulating invitation of God and his spirit. He also says, be led by the spirit. In other words, that means someone's leading and someone's following. And, you know, Paul's saying basically, hey, folks, Jesus is Lord. God's poured out his spirit on you. My best advice to you is let him lead you so that your life would be full. In other words, let him give leadership to your daily life, to your daily decisions. Let the spirit influence you. Sometimes it's not such a strong sense of conviction, but it is this sense of influence of the Spirit's presence. And the Spirit, Paul says, his fruit is quite evident in our life. It's this love, it's joy, it's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He talks about how the Spirit brings these things through us as we come alive to God. People often ask me, how do you know, Kirk, and how do you assess that you're continuing to grow as a healthy disciple in Jesus? And my reply is this, I, tr I just simply look for the fruit that my life is producing. Does my daily life, in my everyday coming and going, my working, my resting, my conversations, my relationships, um, my stewardship of resources, are they more flavoured, influenced, empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking here about being shaped by the Spirit, not doing things for God because I have to, but rather in relationship with the Spirit, I'm asking God, shape my life, shape my heart, shape my thinking, my emotional intelligence. Help me to do life like Jesus. Paul wrote to the Galatians <clears throat> because he wanted them to pay attention to the Holy Spirit and producing good fruit for their life. And the invitations of God for us in this season is to also pay attention to the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in our lives. Here's a great tip. It's written by a guy called Phil Mason. He pastors a church down in northern New South Wales. And it's his book called um, Quest for the Knowledge of the Heart. But in this, Phil gives us a, a little encouragement of how this transforming work of the Holy Spirit and his fruit plays out in our daily life. He says this, The unveiling of the heart of Christ to us is the precursor of the unveiling of the heart of Christ in us, this then releases the unveiling of the heart of Christ through us to a hurting and spiritually hungry world that's looking for and longing for a gospel of good news. Phil notes three dynamics there of what happens as the Holy Spirit is poured out upon our lives. And the first is the unveiling of Jesus. The unveiling of Jesus to our hearts. Remember in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit was first poured out and people, it says in Acts 2, they were 
cut to the heart. They had an unveiled encounter with the Lordship of Jesus. And they said, what must we do? And Peter stood up and said, you've got to change the way you think about God. You need to repent and you need to believe in Jesus as Lord. There's this unveiling of Jesus to our heart. Then there's this unveiling of Jesus in our heart. And our heart begins to get transformed and changed. Remember last week in um, Stephen and Lisa's sharing that their story was one where their hearts were swept up into the work of the Spirit. Just like in John chapter 3 where Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, What must I do to inherit the life of the kingdom of God? And he says, Well, you've got to be born again. Your heart needs to have a revelation of the good news and to God and Jesus brought that revelation to Nicodemus's heart and then Phil says this unveiling of Jesus then flows through our heart and just like Paul said there in Galatians chapter 5 13 love your neighbor as yourself these three dynamics look for them it's an unveiling of Jesus to our heart in our heart and through our heart, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. So if there's one thing I would encourage you and all of us to in this season of the Holy Spirit, it's this. Let's pay attention to the life and the health of our heart. Let's conclude with this. This week, I want to encourage each one of us to pay attention to the life of the Spirit who's being poured out in our hearts in this season. God is actively shaping and inviting and filling us with His Holy Spirit. He's inviting us to come into the joy and the freedom of living like Jesus. This week, the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out into your heart, bringing a fresh revelation or unveiling of who Jesus is. And with that, the Spirit will invite you to walk with Him. Take opportunity. Let Him regulate those invitations of encounter with God and He will lead you through this unveiling of Jesus this week as He influences and guides you in all that He's doing. Let's not forget that question that Ortberg asked Willard. What do I need to do to experience greater levels of spiritual growth? Willard's reply, you must arrange your day so that you're experiencing deep contentment, joy and confidence in your everyday life with God. Nicole and I are praying in this season. We're praying for the Holy Spirit to continue to be poured out in our hearts to our hearts, in our hearts, and through our hearts with an unveiling of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Why don't we pray? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the life of Paul. We thank you for the scriptures and the letters that he wrote as he encouraged the Galatians to not get caught up in all sorts of doing stuff for God, but to be truly set free and come alive to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just thank you that in this season, Lord, for everyone here at PRV and, and our friends that are um, doing life with us, 
that you are pouring out your spirit and inviting us to these invitations of opportunity to do life with you. Holy Spirit, would you come today? Would you come, Holy Spirit, and bring a fresh unveiling of Jesus to our heart, in our heart, and through our heart for the sake of the world. And I pray, Lord, that as we partner, actively partner with you, Holy Spirit, this week, there would be just this increase in confidence, joy, and contentment in your people that the world would see Jesus is good news, his kingdom has come, and there is life for them to be lived as they turn themselves over to his loving kingdom. And we just ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Today, Father, I ask for great waves of healing power to be released with signs and wonders through your people as we reach to others with the love of Jesus. And for those who need healing in their body today, right where they are, bring your kingdom, Lord. Let your power fall upon them. Let the power of the sickness be broken and let the healing come. And for those who today are, seeing, are just sitting here and contemplating the invitation of Jesus to their life, I encourage you today, just yield yourself. It's the Holy Spirit seeking to encourage and invite you into an intimate relationship with Jesus as Lord, free from sin, free from a guilty conscience, and free from all condemnation. I just bless you today as you turn your lives to Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.